0: Welcome to season three episode four of Burner Talk. You are now listening to the podcast that keeps it real all the time. I'm your host Jay back with another episode where we have relatable and potentially outrageous takes. Here with me today making their debut appearance on Burner Talk has mass social media appeal with over a million followers combined on Instagram and TikTok alone. She's an acclaimed TV host, model, reporter, athlete, you name it, she does it. Let's welcome to the show Emily Austin. Say what's up to the Burner Talk audience and let us know how you're feeling today.
1: What's so up? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, once again, thanks for taking the time to come on. I really appreciate it. So before coming on my show, have you ever had any prior experience with podcasting? And if so, is it something you enjoy doing?
1: Oh, I totally love podcasting. Um, I think it's a really cool way to just create your own content to express whatever you feel like expressing at that time. I had my own, I guess we could call it a podcast, but it was visual as well my own podcast it was Daily Vibes with Emily I had uh, NBA players come on throughout the pandemic it was like a really cool way to just keep things interesting we were all locked up in our house Um, I've been on podcasts I I think that they're amazing it's a really cool thing that happened it really took off in the last two three years and even on my way to school I listen to a podcast instead of the radio now
0: yeah I feel like podcasts really took off during the pandemic it just seemed like a lot of people got bored and that was a idea that came up that's honestly kind of how mine started because yeah yeah, it was like at the back end of the pandemic I guess and the idea just kind of came up and now it's been a year I've got about 50 episodes out so yeah I see what you're saying yeah I appreciate it and also I, I do agree with you it seems like would you say that more people are listening to podcasts in their spare time now than before
1: Oh, for sure. I feel like, like you said, it started during the pandemic. And then it's not like things just get cut off abruptly. Now that life is starting to resume. It's like, if you were listening to a podcast, you're probably still listening to it. And then I don't know. I mean, it's music, but like, I don't know about you guys. I like to drive a lot. I drive everywhere and I'll listen to like, you know, usually funny podcasts on my way to like work or school, or I'll listen to like, now I told you, uh, Twitter spaces is like kind of giving me podcast vibes, to be honest.
0: Yeah, those Twitter spaces, it's, it's a lot going on. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of variety with those Twitter spaces. I won't get into everything that they do. But I feel like that was a, it was a good thing to add to Twitter when I, I usually hop in when they're having like sports discussions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you just got to hope that they make you a speaker if you got something on your mind. Yeah, it's
1: frustrating don't. <laughs> <for that. laughs>
0: and Yeah, I, I know you're a TV host and like this line of work seems to be your passion. So where did you, your love for all this initially begin and what got you into it?
1: So it took me a while to figure out the answer to that question because I couldn't pinpoint where it did begin because people think it's funny. I was studying medicine before <laughs> I had like a dream to just change careers. I don't really know what did it for me. But growing up, I played tennis my whole life, which is totally not what I'm working in now, but you never know.
0: Right.
1: <clears throat> and the tennis competition level in Florida is significantly better than in New York. No hate to New York. I love being here. But the tennis players in Florida, it's more of like a lifestyle for them. So they were all homeschooled. They came from like Egypt and Taiwan. They came from all over the world and they would play at like IMG Academy, Chris Everett Academy. So I would play there growing up. You know, long story short, the summers that I would play there, one of the summers was when the Heat won the championship. And to see the whole state basically like living in the basketball culture, and Miami is like a hardcore basketball state. So to see like people with the flags on their balcony and then seeing LeBron James outside of CVS, it was just like wild to experience that as like a kid, I think I was 11 or 12. And that's when I really started to like value the basketball culture. So I was a Heat fan, but it was really hard to like engage with the community because when I settled down with the tennis, I was back in New York. And then I kind of became like, it's crazy to say I'm a Knicks and Nets fan, but I don't really call myself a fan. I just love the culture of being a New York sports fan. Mm-hmm. So now I follow like the Knicks and the Nets like most thoroughly, but my love for it started with the Heat in Miami.
0: And I'm, I'm sure you know that I'm a Heat fan as well.
1: Yeah I know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I constantly talk about the Heat on this podcast. I love what they're doing this year. So what well, what's your thoughts on the Knicks and Nets?
1: You know before I go to the Knicks and Nets I want to tell you something I observed with the Heat that I have so much respect for. I think the Heat is very good at developing players. So for example Derek Jones Jr. is amazing now but maybe didn't have the strongest start to his career, but the Heat did a really good job with developing him. And then he moves on to like better things. Mm. But another example of that was I interviewed Gabe Vincent, who was in the G League for the Heat. Now I see he's popping off in the season. And I'm like, look at him. Like the Heat's doing a really good job with bringing the players where they need to be.
0: Yeah, I would say we have one of the top three, if not the best developmental uh, coaches and scouts in the league, because you look at the roster now, you got Gabe Vincent, uh Max Struess, Omer Yurtsvin, they're mm-hmm. all doing great things for the team and they're all rookies as well. And uh, you know, Struess had a stretch a few weeks ago. He was averaging like over 25 and he was a crucial part of the team. So yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that that we have one of the best developmental scout teams in the league. And it's seems you know, we just find these guys like they they come from nowhere and then they end up being yeah. a crucial part to winning and now you see the heat or the first seed in the east and uh-huh. you know a lot of these players are undrafted and yeah I was gonna ask you about the the Knicks and the Nets you said you're not like a, a huge fan
1: so it, because I kind of just love the sport like it's difficult for me to just bet on one team I don't know this is like a very unpopular opinion but I can't mm-hmm. find myself like being loyal to the Knicks or the Nets because then I don't wanna be crucified if I like move on to being a Heat fan next season, you know? I just kind of take it year by year. I just love the New York sports culture. And I think it's easy to be a quote unquote fan of whatever team you have the most access to. So like for me to get to Barclays, it's a 40 minute train, 30 minute drive maybe. To me, For me to go to the Garden is the most convenient thing I take a train to Penn, I'm there. You could go like, if you, if you decide you wanna to go to next game an hour before, you can go and do that. So I feel like that's my way of connecting with the team but then again like I wouldn't call myself like a fan because what kind of fan goes to both the Knicks and the Nets, you know what I mean? It's like you're right. kind of see one and I can't choose.
0: Yeah, see, you're different from me. So, you live in New York. I I live in Tennessee. I'm not a Grizzlies fan though. But
1: That's interesting.
0: I, yeah. Uh yeah, I've been in Tennessee my whole life, but I'm a diehard Heat fan, so I've actually I've never been to a Heat game like in Miami. What? Never.
1: We're going to have to change that.
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh hopefully I go this year but
1: I've been to Miami though
0: I've been to Miami once and I've been to the arena but I've never watched them play
1: it's, it's <laughs> a lot of fun
0: <laughs> yeah I will I would love to go but uh yeah I'm I'm different from you I guess like I don't have any connection to the team like personally it's just a deep rooted love for the team and the game of basketball like I've been a fan of them since 2009 and I'm I'm not anywhere near Miami it's just you know from watching the game watching Wayne Wade the big three stuff like that so
1: mm-hmm. yeah I don't blame you. it was my first love <laughs>
0: yeah I think it's, it's just like interesting how we all have our different reasons for enjoying the sport and you know like you said you have your connections and me with never being been to a game it's always been on tv but i still had that that same love you know
1: yeah for sure
0: and yeah speaking of your connections on your forbes article it noted that you've met people like lil wayne soldier boy Austin mcbroom etc and you ended up befriending some of them so how did that interaction come about and what's it like being connected with all these huge stars at such a young age
1: um, definitely. I don't know if proud is the word, but I wish I could go on time and tell my 12 year old self that was miserable in middle school. Like, Hey, you're going to be really cool in like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> wish I could go do that, but I can't. Um, I really think it's just about putting yourself out there, but obviously like given the circumstances, like you have to know how to read a room. I think that's a really important thing to learn how to do, like really understand like when it's the right time and place to like even just speak, even say hello. It's not always a good time and place to go and introduce yourself. Um, so being connected to all these people showed me that everyone is a normal person. At the end of the day, you just might have more money and fame. Than yeah, absolutely. Person. And uh, whether that be NBA players or Soldier Boy or Lil Wayne. First of all, one of the coolest people I've ever met was Soldier Boy. Soulja, if you're listening to this, you rock i'm gonna post it on my story um no yeah a lot of these first of all like rappers i met rappers later like i met a lot of nba players before i met rappers and i guess it's surprising to me to really see that they're normal people like living more lavish lifestyles but very cool nice people so i met lil wayne and steve aoki at a birthday party in la nicest people i've ever met soldier where i met actually also another birthday party in la coolest guy, like very humble, you know, obviously Instagram can portray you one side of people like, but it's a marketing technique, you know, if it works, it works, but like off the screen who people really are, it's like a 180 thing. You know, I met some people, I don't wanna like name names, but totally different person off the screen. And I just didn't even know how to act. I'm like, you're so like crazy on social media. You know, I'll give an example. He's cool, 6 9 the rapper. Right. Um, he is probably one of the most loved and hated people that walks this earth um he's a family man he treats his girlfriend and his daughter girlfriend's daughter not his daughter with such respect he takes care of his mom he came to our house for a meal once and like washed his own dishes like things you probably would just never expect from a guy like him you know every fan that asks for an autograph he does not say no every homeless guy he passes on the streets of manhattan he if he passes by a homeless guy and doesn't give him money like because we're driving and it's not safe to stop he will literally feel so bad 20 minutes later he'll go back and find the guy give him a lot of money and then drive away like he's a very nice person but you'll never know that just by looking at him
0: yeah and i feel like the media tries to create a lot of narratives about celebrities and it's just something some stuff you would never know and most of most of the time, it's like a negative connotation. And like you're saying, you never really get to know them until you know them personally and you've been around them. And like when you first met them, did you ever have a feeling like being starstruck or was it just come natural to you? Because, you know, some people look at celebrities like they're just completely different beings.
1: Um, I definitely got starstruck when I was, uh, I think I was like 16 or 15. I was on a movie set with Liam Hemsworth and I had probably the biggest crush on him at the time Mm -hmm. so when I met him I was like you know the TikTok audio the lady was too stunned to speak that was me so (laughs) I was like I have like I wanted to say hi so bad but something was stopping me from doing it so I went home that night and I actually like hated myself for not saying hi I'm like what is wrong with you Emily just say hi like what is he gonna do but fortunately I had two more days of being on set with them so the next day saw him i was like yo what's up like love your work huge fan he was so cool he was like yeah thanks like what else are you gonna say and even such a small thing like that i think showed me like just do it you know just say hi introduce yourself like i said given the right circumstance time and place. But that's something that also, like, really taught me you just have to try. Like, worst case, you get rejected. Okay, worst case, he ignores me. What did I lose? The feeling of going home and knowing that I could have done something and didn't try was way worse than the feeling of being rejected. You know what I mean? So, just go for it.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it seems like you're around these people a lot. Like, are you constantly traveling between New York, LA, Miami? Like, what's that like?
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of got uh, spoiled traveling a lot through the... So, okay, unpopular opinion again, but when I, when the pandemic was going on, it was a lot of things stopping, but a lot of opportunities of everyone being home and being able to reach a more, like just being able to reach more people because we were all home and because we weren't working. So that for me personally took off my career, while for some people it was like a big halt in their career. So for me to travel during the pandemic and not have school was like a blessing in disguise. Like I was able to safely travel to Miami and like, you know, kind of see what's going on there. And then when it kind of settled down a little I was able to go to LA a lot cause I was off from school and it was like, nothing was stopping me. And I was all over the place. Like I was in Miami more in the pandemic than in New York. And now that, you know, things are starting to like come up again and it's like, I'll be on a trip in Miami opportunity arises in New York guess what I'm flying back like seven days early than anticipated you know you have to be able to like pick up and go as necessary which is really frustrating sometimes like even scheduling this podcast took me way too long like I've been wanting to come on it (laughs) but just the lifestyle is very unpredictable when opportunities arise and you don't want to be saying no to something that could change your life so like traveling is a key part of it because in the industry, like broadcasting and sports there's no one location it's all over the country
0: oh yeah absolutely and i I know you're in college right Mm -hmm. i'm saying that's is it like physically draining because i'm in college as well i'm obviously not doing all the traveling you're doing but if anyone could try to relate it's me because we both Mm -hmm. have that struggle as well you know just have that sense of duality and separate school from the social aspects of life so like how tough is it being to being able to try to succeed in school and also all these other uh things you're doing as well
1: i guess the best way to put it is it's almost confusing like being a student you know this of all people being a student is a full-time job because you study you have to put your full energy and effort into class you know, you can't be distracted while you're in class because if you are, you're hurting yourself. And it's really like a full-time commitment to be a student. And now that things are back in person, for me, I'm like hybrid, half online, half in person. It's really difficult to like give, not even my physical energy because like we're both young and we have plenty of it to give, but like my mental energy to be solely committed to like my classes is not even gonna lie, it's like impossible. Like I'll be in class and then I'll get an email from You know my agent like hey Emily can you go to all-star blah 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 let's talk about it and then like if you think of not (laughs) I'm thinking about Mm all-star or like what I could possibly be doing outside of school but then also obviously having a good GPA is very important for your future so it's like a really hard uh, balance to be focused in school but I'm trying definitely not stopping because if I stop I'm not going back (laughs) so I'm, I'm managing but it's it's difficult to commit yourself to two completely different things.
0: Yeah, do you like, do you enjoy that struggle of balancing college and the extracurricular activities? Do you enjoy that or does it become daunting at times?
1: I enjoy it when it's convenient. Like for example, next week I'm going to LA for Super Bowl, like radio week, a lot of media opportunities. But my semester just started. So to go away the first week of your semester, first of all, I'm gonna to have to like really hope that my professors can like empathize with me and understand that college shouldn't get in the way of your career, which I'm hoping they do. But second, it's just like to come back now from Super Bowl where you had a week of full straight work and then now be like, okay, student mode. It's just a really tough transition. But I similarly did this um, last year Super Bowl was in Tampa and I also attended that. So that was also the start of my semester and my professors were not understanding about it. So I was in Miami for a week, came back and they're like, oh, you're done with your vacation. And I'm explaining to them, like, I'm not vacationing. For me, Miami, as fun as it is for other people, it's more of like a workplace for me now. But uh, that was really hard because I had a tough start to my semester. And they're really not as long as people think. Like if you have a bad two weeks, it's pretty hard to bounce back, but you know, I guess it's about your professors.
0: Yeah. uh, Professors can be tough. I understand that. Yeah. You just got to get in their good graces. And I mean, it seems like they're fine with you. Like, do, do you let them know what you're doing, like your other extracurricular stuff? And are they understanding of that?
1: So initially they were, okay. So every semester completely, I've never had a repeat professor in my life. Last year, they were not, they were like, kind of giving me the, are you a student or are you working ultimatum, which was BS because I'm doing both. I shouldn't right. have to use it unless I really have to. And it was almost like they were like, okay, so take a semester off type thing, but I don't want to do that. And I wasn't doing that bad that I had to do a semester off. I just sometimes needed like Know a week to be able to go to LA and do Super Bowl media, you know, that's pretty important. And as a professor, you should know that like career, you're in college to get a good career, but if you have an opportunity sooner, take the opportunity, but try to do both if you can. And then Mm -hmm. they were just not happy about it. Like I could tell there was like some tension um, between them and I. But then last semester, and there's no, you know, I, I try to like be very humble. I don't want to go to my professor and be like, listen. Like I'm working, okay? Like I'm not taking your class as seriously as a shit. Like I'm not gonna do that. But last semester, a lot of my classmates already follow me and like, you know, really like to see what I'm doing. So I had a classmate that one day when I wasn't in class, the professor was like, oh, where's Emily? And she's like, oh, she's probably on TV somewhere. And then professor was confused. And then she read my Forbes article and she was like, oh my God, this girl's in my class. And it was like really funny. And then she was more understanding, you know, it's not coming from me. Now she saw it on her own and she was like, wow, okay, she's doing good things. So when I came back to class, she was like, Oh, now I understand what were you doing. You should have showed me this article sooner, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I don't know. I want to be humble.
0: Yeah. You, you were talking about meeting celebrities, but the people in your classes, do they ever look at you the same way?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Usually. So I, I don't act any type of way. I just, I'm myself no matter who I'm with. And like, right. I was at the gym the other day talking to someone and just like, well, I don't know, small talk. It was like one of the trainers. And then later I get a message on Instagram. I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't know this was you. Cause I was wearing like a hoodie and a mask. You can't really tell. And he's like, you're so humble and down to earth. Like I had never thought that was you. And I was just laughing. Cause it was like, does it doesn't even make a difference? <laughs> But yeah, my classmates sometimes have that. They're like, "Um, I'm sorry, are you, are you Emily Austin?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. It's so cool you're like sitting next to me in class." And I'm like, "Okay."
0: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, for I'm, sure. i like, so flattered, you know.
0: Yeah, if I was ever at that point, I just feel like I would still be myself. Like even with the money oh. and the fame, it's just it just comes to a point where, like you said. Uh, You can still keep the humility, but also have that huge fan base, because I don't know, from my perspective, I just feel like if I was doing the same thing you were doing, I also wouldn't be starstruck. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe other people uh, get more starstruck when they see celebrities. But I don't know. I just feel like I'd be myself. And in this business, you have to be yourself like you can't be giddy and stuff like that that's uh, what
1: I'm saying it's like tomorrow if I met Michael Jordan internally I might like be screeching but right. at the end of the day I want to make a good impression so should I act starstruck and like ask for a picture or what's up Michael I'm Emily Austin I really admire your whole career and even till now what you're doing like you're an amazing person I'm so happy to meet you is a way better approach than oh my god kind of picture like you know it's just the approach
0: and ha- having knowing these people is it like, do you build connections through these people after you meet them as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on who. I don't know if there's a person I met that I didn't really, like, vibe with. I think I got along with everyone. But, um, yeah, I mean, everyone that I met, like, I introduced myself. If I met someone, I was probably working with them, though, like, in some sort of place or, like, had a mutual friend. I feel like that's also important. Maybe, like, being in the same circle just makes it easier to connect or like having the same things to talk about. Like Steve Ioki and I were speaking about how he's a Mavericks fan. Like, I didn't know that, but now I know. So now we always talk about the Mavs, you know, it's cool.
0: Yeah. And you, you've done a lot with this already like in your main career field. So what, what's your main goal after graduating from college, even though you've done so much stuff that a lot of people would, you know, dream of doing like you're already doing it right now.
1: Thank you. I have so listen. I, I've been very lucky with opportunities, but I have a long, long way to go before I'm gonna be complacent. Um, ideally, graduate college. Um, I have the best agent in the world. Thanks, Jamie. You're awesome. Um, I hope to get like maybe a job with a network. You know, I kind of like that. Right now, I'm not limited by any thing like if I have an opportunity to go host the UFC fight tomorrow nothing's stopping me from flying out to I don't know Vegas and hosting the fight or if the next day hey Emily the U.S. Open's happening come host the U.S. Open like I don't I'm not buying to any network that I could say that I have to say no to any of these so I could kind of do whatever I want given the right opportunity but ideally I would like to be in a situation where I am with a network but I have my dream job so whether that be like a post-game talk show on ESPN with like a really cool co-host or like halftime report, pregame stuff, even sidelining. Cause I love interviewing people. I just could mm-hmm. see myself with a network, but I think right now where I'm at like is good, but down the line I would definitely be interested in like an ESPN or a TNT type role. I think that's really cool. That would be like a good goal.
0: Yeah. I could definitely see that. And you, you said you're from Florida, right?
1: I'm from New York, but I'm in Florida a lot.
0: Oh, you're from New York. Got you. So what, what's the difference? Like, uh, where, did you live in Florida at a time?
1: Yeah, I was playing uh, tennis a lot down there.
0: Yeah. What's the difference? Like, uh, you know, switching back and forth going from cold weather, hot weather. You oh ever have issues God. with that?
1: <laughs> I just want to say I'm so miserable in New York right now. <laughs> I'm so depressed.
0: Oh yeah, I bet.
1: Oh my God. I'm looking at the window and it's like, I had to call my gym today I'm like hey are you guys open with the snow And they're like no okay great <laughs> like it's just uh, it's so cold and then Florida so it's humid but the weather is beautiful and it's just like it's so depressing to come back from Florida and like the second you're off the plane you're freezing when you were just wearing shorts two days before I don't know but the culture is really different too like New York is very fast-paced like you know not in a bad way, but like nobody cares about what you're doing. Like everyone just kind of minds their own business. Like in Manhattan, somebody could like be dancing in the middle of the street, and people just walk right past them. <laughs> like it, like it's not even going on. And Miami is definitely more slow paced. Like people take their time and everything's easy going. And oh, this meeting's at four, but if you come at four thirty, it's okay. In New York, it's like four or one. I'm like jittery, you know. It's just feel like it's a different lifestyle. Maybe because Miami is just more like a fun place and New York is more like business driven I'm not sure what it is but totally different lifestyle
0: yeah and I've only been to New York City once and I definitely see what you're saying about you know people just walk around like not caring stuff like that um Mm -hmm. that was the Mm -hmm. first time I had experienced that culture I went to New York last July I believe and yeah I went to Miami three well five years ago and uh yeah, I've only been to each once and I was gonna ask you, do you think location is important because when it comes to the stuff I'm doing, people always ask me, Jay, what are you gonna do? because where I'm from, there's not really any big networks and stuff like that like I'm in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying I, I basically started from the ground up this is just me. so uh do you think location? is crucial in being able to succeed in this
1: yes 100 um okay well 90 percent. every state obviously has their team but not every state but a lot of them have their team and if you can get involved with that team like for you locally i guess that would be the grizzlies i don't know how local that is to you but just think about the competition level of how many people in that state and out of state are trying to get involved with just that one franchise i just feel like it lowers the odds statistically of you know the chance that you can get to work there being in LA or New York I'm not even saying Miami because Miami has a lot less opportunity than New York or LA where not only do you have the Lakers and the Clippers and the Knicks and the Nets and the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors you have also networks that are based there but then it's not entirely the case because you could always you know relocate but if you don't want to relocate, then I think it's it makes it a lot more difficult. Like having the flexibility to travel like between New York, LA and Miami, especially if the network covers it, you're gonna have to travel. Like, you know, I don't think Miami is also a huge broadcast state as you know, compared to New York or LA, but that's just because of like, I guess where it's just headquarters, you know, New York has so many studios. If you go to Hudson Yards, You have Extra TV, ESPN, CNN, TNT, all within, like, five minutes of each other. And then you go to, like, Miami, and I can't even name you one studio I'm familiar with there, to be honest.
0: Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, what you're saying about the Grizzlies being local, I'm in the further eastern part of Tennessee, so the Grizzlies, they're, uh, i say, about eight hours away.
1: Oh, my God, never mind. (laughs) What the heck?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually... Yeah, we're in the same state, but not close whatsoever. So,
1: oh my God. Yeah, you might as well just go to L.A. at that point.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm closer to Charlotte. And also, another city we didn't mention is Atlanta. I feel like they have a lot of stuff going on, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So, personally, I've been there once. I had the best time. I think it's so beautiful. I was out in Buckhead. I just haven't been there. I don't know. I haven't really uh, connected with TNT yet. Yet, keyword manifest
0: um yeah gotta keep that answer
1: I haven't had uh anything any opportunities in Atlanta yet which is surprising because you just reminded me they are a huge broadcast state
0: yeah so what what advice would you give to someone like me who's just starting out in the business and with me it's basically building from the ground up like it's a blessing I've got people like you and I've had Mm -hmm. singers on my show who are about to blow up stuff like that Mm -hmm. and you know, I just started with a mic and a laptop. I've already had some incredible guests, um, you know, who just came on, nothing from it, but it was a blessing to be able to interview them. So what advice would you give to me, even though, you know, it's not huge. It's starting no, here. It
1: I was, the first thing that came to my mind was don't forget to celebrate the little wins because right. that's just so important to like your mental health. Like every little accomplishment you do, whether it's, little to you and insignificant to someone else or huge to you like first of all do things for yourself stay true to yourself that's the most important thing in my opinion and really 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 pat yourself on the back when credit's due like don't ever compare yourself to other people don't be like oh but they're doing more or I'm not doing enough like you put in the work you stay true to yourself stay passionate as much as possible reward yourself for everything that you're doing and don't forget to do that And then also like my biggest, biggest, biggest advice that I could possibly give, like I would get this written on my wall is like, just do it. Okay, not a Nike promo right now. Let's go Puma, but literally (laughs) just go out and do it. If you have an opportunity and I should take my own advice too, don't be bashful. If you are face-to-face with, I'm just gonna say Michael Jordan, face are face with Michael Jordan, go up to him, obviously if it's appropriate and introduce yourself and don't be nervous and, and be confident in yourself because you provide worth to what you do. And it's really important to not be bashful and go for it because if you don't, you're gonna go home like that night I did and you're gonna beat yourself up for not doing it. And that feeling is so much worse than have trying and being being rejected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's not even with career stuff. That's just yeah, that's with little, little things in life, uh, not doing something.
1: It's like you like someone go tell them okay worst case you got rejected but
0: yeah you know, exactly
1: alternative of festering inside and holding your feelings in just do it
0: yeah i've had a couple instances of that as well that's what i was also alluding to so yeah you got to do it uh because you're probably gonna regret it later if you don't so i do agree with that so thank you for that advice and yeah so what collabs in the future would you consider a collaboration with who with burner talk
1: oh of course yeah why not i'm always yep. looking for collab with like I, i'm saying sports fans but honestly anyone with shared interests like why not
0: awesome awesome man you're you're also well, are you sponsored by puma like
1: i'm a puma gal yeah
0: puma gal is that like a a modeling thing or
1: yeah it's like more of like an ambassador type thing you know i rock I'm looking around here, not on camera, but I have like a whole stack, like a whole shrek just of like the coolest Puma stuff you've ever seen. Like I got my new Lamellos last week. Um Puma Liberty was a sick collab, it was like an all-woman's thing. Puma collabed with um that WNBA player. I forgot her name, but she's so cool. I don't know why I forgot her name. Oh shit, I don't know. If you look at my Instagram, you could see it but yeah, they' they're just they're doing the most. Like they were I think they were so slept on in the past, but like they're really out here doing the most,
0: yeah, was the partnership with Puma? is that like a in the modeling and stuff? is that a result of you being in the broadcasting business, or is that something like completely different?
1: Um, yes and no. Like I ended up meeting my Puma Connect through someone in the sports business. So technically, if I wasn't in the broadcasting, world I would have met the puma connect wouldn't have gotten it but the modeling started oh my god i'm kind of embarrassed when i was like 16 or 17 i ran for miss new york um did not win at all <laughs> but that kind of uh showed me like how fun modeling could be if you do it the right way and that's how that started but um other than that i don't think it had to do with sports maybe it's like just having a diverse audience i don't know
0: gotcha and that's that's something you enjoy doing a lot as well as the modeling
1: yeah it's rewarding you know to see like you're putting all this effort and glam and picking an outfit and like finding a cool photographer and the pictures come out just how you envisioned it it's really good but then there's the alternative where you thought the pictures came out great and i'll be like i'm not even looking at myself today after seeing that picture like it, it has the downsides but mostly it's fun
0: yeah, I considered getting into myself once, but I was like, nah, I can't do it. I don't have the confidence. Do not have the confidence.
1: You know what? It, it could build it. It could. I, I wasn't that confident either when I ran. When I ran for to New York, I don't even know what possessed me to do it. I was not confident at the time. And then after, even though I lost, my confidence was through the roof after the competition. I don't even know how that makes sense, but it does.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Like, the more you do it and... I guess, yeah, the more you build it up and get more experience, then I guess the confidence could come with time. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, I think, I think that's all I had for you today. Unless you had any final thoughts for the burner talk audience.
1: No, just, you know, listen to what him and I said, uh, Jay, you keep killing it and that's it. I hope everyone enjoyed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Once again, thanks for taking the time to come on. I know, You have a very busy schedule. You could not have done this. So thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: All right, guys, as always, thanks for keeping it real. Thanks again to Emily for joining the show. This is your host, Jay, and you just listened to Burner Talk. I'm out of here. Peace.